The Profit Constructors presents Construction Junction, the junction between accounting and construction. Today's episode is brought to you by NetTracker. Yes, it's that time again where we are back for another edition of Construction Junction. Uh, love the intro where construction and accounting meet, right? And today we're talking about um, something that a lot of our construction company owners ask us all the time because it is something that really is uh, a need in the construction space where typically a lot of our clients are buying either service vehicles or heavy equipment to do construction out in the field. Um, Any type of large asset that you're going to be purchasing in your business needs to be tracked and you need to track the value of that asset. And we all know um, that when we buy those assets, they are going to depreciate. But the question becomes, um, how much do they depreciate? And are we depreciating at tax value? Or are we going to uh, depreciate some things and show some values on our books um, that are a little bit different than what the tax man shows at the end of the year? And why is that important? Um, If you're listening today as a a small business construction owner, as a lot of our listeners are, um, you know, it may not really have ever occurred to you that it might be a little bit different, um, the tax value or book value, or maybe you have an accountant that's talked to you about that, but you don't have the time to sit down and understand the depreciation and how that should roll. And if you're an accountant, as a lot of our listeners are as well, who deals in that space, in the construction space, um, you know how long that takes and you know the pain of going through and um, preparing those schedules, whether that be at year end close or month end close, it's always such a hassle. And then to add on top of that, there are other things that are happening, um, maybe at an annual time frame or quarterly time frame that are prepaid. So we might have prepayments for expenses. We may have um, clients that prepay us for some annual service that's being offered. Um, so there's all kinds of deferrals and um, prepayments and things that also uh, traditionally, historically, we've been tracking on in schedules and Excel. Maybe some of us have moved it to Google Sheets, although probably not. Um, it doesn't do as much as you want with some of the things you need to do. Um, but you're somehow you're tracking it in some sort of schedule outside of QuickBooks Online so that you can have one nice sort of generic Um, balance sheet account that just says prepaid expenses, right, or deferred revenue. Um, And but then you're tracking this all in some other sort of sub ledger, some other sort of schedule outside of QuickBooks Online. How do you do all of that tracking? How do you keep up with it? And then make sure that at month end close, and or year end close, although, of course, at the profit constructors, we'd always recommend this be happening monthly. Um, How do you prepare financial statements that accurately reflect the revenue that came in and the costs that went out on a monthly basis. So we can kind of really get a sense of the health of the business month over month instead of waiting till the end of the year when we take those schedules and sort of plug some numbers in. And now suddenly everything looks totally different than it did just even maybe in November. Maybe we're looking at the books at the end of December. We're looking at them at the beginning of January. What did we do last year? Everything looked great. And then December hit and we plugged a bunch of numbers in for year end close. And it now is a very different picture. So consistent posting of those transactions can be very, very important for a business owner who really, truly wants to understand the health of their business. And like we like to say over at the Profit Constructors, that business owner that wants to run with the big dogs. So if you truly want to run with the big dogs, 
uh, it's time to kind of step up and do what some of the big dogs do, which is post these things every month and really start to dig in and understand your KPIs month over month, your, your key performance indicators month over month over month. So what's one of the best ways to do that is to have something that's going to automate that for you. And today we're talking about NetTracker. NetTracker is going to take all of those things that you would normally put into a schedule and just automate the postings for you and give you a very reliable source of truth, as we like to call it, where you can see the schedules and see what's happening and then compare that and reconcile it back to your balance sheet accounts in QuickBooks Online. We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk to the founder of NetTracker and find out why did he create it and what does it do. We'll talk soon. NetTracker takes the pain out of recording fixed assets, prepaid expenses, deferred revenue, and accruals, creating all the journal entries you need. To find out more, visit nettracker.com. Welcome back to this second segment of our podcast on NetTracker. I'm super excited to actually introduce Ash from NetTracker. Kind of the founder, the NetTracker was basically your brainchild, right, Ash? Born That's out right, of, <laughs> born out of um, I don't know frustration or need, right? So I think those are the very best apps when they come from the heart, come from like, why hasn't anyone built this? I'm going to go out there and build it. So without further ado, Ash, why don't you go ahead and tell us like the story of NetTracker? What made you decide this was something that the world needed? Uh, hi, Tanya. So. Basically, so my background is um, a accountant slash bookkeeper, and I've been a QuickBooks trainer. And while I was training accountants and business users how to use QuickBooks Online, um, I was often asked the question, how do I deal with fixed assets? Um, you know, can I, is there a tool in QuickBooks that does this? And you know, for, for a few years, I was sort of thinking, you know, why isn't there a tool in QuickBooks that does this? Uh, and I've sort of been thinking about it and thinking about it, and I've really, you know, wanted to create something. And um, by chance, I bumped into a, well, I bumped into, I play in a band. My bandmate happened to be a programmer. We talked about different things. Can you create an app? Uh, yes. And that's basically how it started. Uh, we we joined forces, if you like, and uh, I fed him all of my ideas, what I wanted, um, and we built it from there. I love it. So, side note, what do you play? I play bass. Oh, I love it. And, and what, a little bit of acoustic as well. Oh, absolutely. What, what style of music? Uh, a bit of everything. So, I'm in a, um, a rock covers band, and then I'm in an 80s covers band. It's too much fun. Absolutely love it. My husband comes with me to a lot of the accounting conferences throughout the year. And whenever he tells his colleagues that he's going to go hang out with accountants, they're like, boring, right? He's like, nope, nope. You really don't know anything about accountants. <laughs> That's what you think. So um, back to NetTracker. Sorry, I totally sidetracked the conversation. But back to NetTracker. So what was it about fixed assets that QuickBooks couldn't handle? And how does NetTracker kind of solve for that? So when I worked in an accounting practice, one of the things we had to do every single year uh, for a client when we were preparing their accounts is create the asset register or update the asset register from the last year that was in Excel, look at the depreciation, 
how does that compare to what's actually in QuickBooks? So I need to create journals. I need to update the asset register. Uh, and that's all manual. So it's all a case of manually updating an asset, uh, asset register in Excel, uh, looking at the values that are now in there uh, with regards to the updated appreciation, and then creating a journal back in uh, QuickBooks to reflect the balance sheet, but you know the asset register values and the balance sheet, making sure everything lines up. And so, what NetTracker can do is it can detect the new purchases, you know, update an asset register automatically, and start calculating the depreciation and posting it back into your accounts monthly. So another benefit there is, well, all the automation, but you end up with a profit and loss account, which has an even charge every single month, as opposed to one of these large adjusting journal entries that happens at the end of a financial year. So I'm trying to get away from those horrible profit and loss by month reports that sort of go, you know, a bit ecstatic um, in one month. So sort of a little nice little consistent uh, you know, charge. Yeah, let's dig into that a little bit more because I think, you know, this podcast is for construction accountants, but there's also a lot of construction company owners that listen. Um, why is it important to the business itself? You know, like, I feel I feel like a lot of owners sort of like, yeah, fixed assets, depreciation, my accountant will just deal with that at the end of the year. But why is it really helpful for them to be able to see that depreciation expense and what's happening with those fixed assets all year long instead of just waiting? Well, there's a, f- a few things here is because um, sometimes you might have depreciation for tax purposes. You might have depreciation for your books purposes. Mm-hmm. And there can be some big differences between the two. So that means that if you're prevent- presenting uh, your bank with some reports on a regular basis, um, your bank is going to want to see you know, what other value of the assets that you're still holding. Now, if you've just written them all down, because it, you can write a lot off um, for tax purposes in one year, but if you're looking at your balance sheet, you want to make sure that you've got some value still in there. Yeah. Um, and then we can sort of see how much realistically is that business holding asset-wise, um, and you know, and we're gradually writing that charge off. Again, going back to my sort of you know, annual adjustments, if you were presenting a bank with a, a profit and loss for the last quarter, so the last financial quarter of the year, and within one of those months, you've got that massive depreciation charge because you've been doing it manually, it really distorts your, you know, your quarterly figures because there could be one, one adjustment in there. So that's really the benefit, especially if you're having to produce those reports on a regular basis, that's the, the true benefit. Yeah. So NetTracker does more than just fixed assets and depreciation, right? So to a scenario that I just dealt with with a client yesterday, they're wanting to kind of understand direct and indirect costs um, across a number of classifications. And they just recently made a large payment to their insurance company. Uh, That's their annual insurance premium. But again, same thing. If they now need to kind of go and look and see what each of these different classifications that they have salespeople going out and selling in, and they want to give those salespeople commissions on 
gross profit, they need to kind of understand, or even net profit, they need to kind of go and understand like what were all the costs across those classifications. So how could NetTracker kind of help them with those prepaid expenses as well? Yeah, absolutely, Tonya. So in March, we released some updates. So not only are we looking at fixed assets, but if you need to make adjustments for prepaid expenses, accrued expenses, deferred income, accrued income, uh, we can make all of the adjustments you need. So with your insurance example there, if they had paid that annual insurance in you know January or February, uh, you're going to have one hit in your profit and loss, whereas we can make an adjustment uh, in NetTracker that will monitor that those adjustments uh, regularly through the year. So it will take that cost out of your profit and loss, put it to your balance sheet as a prepayment, and then over the forthcoming 12 months, release that charge back to your P&L. So you've got, uh, yeah, again, a consistent charge that relates to, to the month. And, and if we were talking about sales commissions, for example, um, sometimes you might have sales reps that will put their commission claim in that relate to a previous month's sales. Yeah. So you might want to accrue for that expected uh, sales commission. So yeah. you can make sure that accrual sits in there because they might not put the charge in for you know the following quarter or in two or three months' time. So you yeah. can make sure that you've got a cost that is in line with the income uh, that was received. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. I think the last time you and I chatted about this, Ash, we were talking about, you know, if you're not really kind of keeping track of these, you know, larger expenses and going ahead and deferring or accruing them as need be, the salesperson may take a commission for a sale that you're not really being able to recognize the revenue on for several more months or quarters. You know, we don't know. So, again, proper record proper revenue recognition and all those things are so important in your app. I love the way that it can kind of handle all those things and give us a very clean, much more clear picture across each month of what's really happening on the books. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, that is the, the idea. Uh, and so and not only, you know, to make sure that you've got the, the relative charges, whether it's for a cost or even for income that you may need to make sure is relative to the period, but at the same time, back in NetTracker, you're holding on to a statement that reconciles back to the balance sheet. So whether you've got a lot, uh, a list of different sorts of prepayment, prepaid subscriptions, prepaid insurance, prepaid whatever, um, your list of different deferred income for different sales, they all amount up to a total, and that total should equal the value that sits on your balance sheet for prepayment. So you've got a, just like you've got an asset register that should equal the total value of fixed assets on the balance sheet, you should have a register of prepayments, deferred income, that relates back to that total value that's on your balance sheet. Yeah, I absolutely love that as well, because I'm um, one of the things that our firm is always trying to help educate our clients on is the value of reconciling every single account on your balance sheet. You know, we have a lot of smaller business owners um, who understand that they need to reconcile their checking account, credit card accounts every month, but they don't understand how valuable it can be to make sure that every other account on your balance sheet, everything that's hitting those balance sheet accounts is correct. And back to something that you said earlier, when you go to present those financials to your bank, they're going to start asking questions. And if you don't know what's sitting in any balance sheet account and don't have great answers to come back and say, well, this is why our fixed assets 
says this within QuickBooks, you know, here's our register, then, you know, it's going to be much harder to have any of those conversations with the banker in an intelligent fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Having those backup records um, really helps. And and then also when it comes to actually, you know, preparing the accounts at the end of the year, uh, you haven't got to sort of go back and do too much of, oh, what does this figure mean that's in my accounts? I've already got the records there to back it up. Because um, a lot of time could be spent trying to work out, oh, do I need to go back through last year's, um, you know, transactions and dump them into Excel to try to work out what all of these debits and credits add up to. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Year end especially, it can be very frustrating when maybe that happened back in January or February, like you said, and now then at the end of the year, everyone's trying to kind of scramble and figure out what happened maybe almost a whole year ago. Yeah. Who knows if we don't have some good, accurate way of, of keeping track of that. Um, what do you think is kind of the number one benefit that either um, accountants who have clients that are using NetTracker or individual businesses now you guys are um, attracting to NetTracker, what's kind of the biggest benefit that they see when they start really digging in and using NetTracker? The, the, well, the number one uh, benefit is... And I hate to say it because everyone says it all it, it, it will be time savings. Yeah. Um, generally, yeah. that is, is going to be. Say it loud, Ash. <laughs> it, 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 it time savings will be uh, your 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 basically the first, the, the main, should be the main benefit. You know, um, from my experience, you know, you know, I've been a bookkeeper, accountant. You know, I've used apps. Uh, if an app doesn't save me time, then my uh, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in using it if it doesn't save time? So if someone came back to me and said it doesn't save me any time at all, I would really want to know why, because <laughs> um, something must be going wrong. Um, because I wouldn't use it, you know, if it didn't save any time. Yeah. No, I I, I hear what you're saying. That that is a lot of what apps are putting their stuff out there and saying, okay, this is going to be a, a time saver. And I agree with you. Any app that tells you that doesn't really do that, let's understand why. But I think for especially for those of us that are serving, you know, accountants who are serving the construction space, you know, we want to be able to scale and grow. And so that's a big piece of it, right? Like if we have some app that will help us to um, do really good work for the client, give very accurate, great financials, but in a time saving way, that's great. And then from the business owner standpoint, it's the same thing. What business owner wants to sit around and fiddle with spreadsheets? <laughs> they don't even care, right? So if you're able to give them, not just time savings, but headache savings, right? Like they don't have to understand what that spreadsheet is doing as long as they know that they've put in the correct depreciation amounts at the head of, at, you know, at the head of, at the beginning of setting up net tracker, then it's going to work. And same thing with your prepays, right? If you set that up, you can kind of set that up and just let it run and go. And they don't have all of the headache of trying to figure out, well, who entered that prepayment? You know, did we remember to go into QuickBooks and copy a journal entry for 12 months or create a recurring transaction that we will end at the exact right time? Like there's all those tassels and headaches. But with NetTracker, you can just make sure that it's in there and done. That's right. I mean, when we're talking about the so just the fixed asset stuff alone, you know, if you wish to, you can tick the boxes in the company settings, which will automate absolutely everything. Uh, and if you weren't interested in the sort of the prepayments and the accrual side and just the fixed assets, it is possible to literally set it up, put your sort of opening balances in for the year uh, and ignore it for 12 months. 
yeah. you don't even have to log into it because everything will happen in the background. And you'd only need to log in if you need to dispose of an asset. So you want to mark an asset as disposed or you've come to the end of the financial year and you need to just check the accounts and then roll the year forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely love it. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break, Ash. And then I want to kind of bring on someone that's using NetTracker and talk to him about how this process really does roll in the real world. Now that we've kind of talked about it in theory and how it should work, let's talk about how it is working. So we'll be right back right after this. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com. Welcome back. Thanks so much, as we said before, to Ash uh, of NetTracker for joining us. And we actually also have joining us today, Dave Varnum. Dave, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Dave, tell us a little bit about your business, what it is that you do. Sure. So we're a CAS practice here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, we, CAS? For anybody who might know what CAS means. Yes. Client Accounting Services. Um, So we support um, a multitude of industries here in in Colorado Springs. Um, We do focus heavily on our construction base, though. So I really enjoy working in that industry. And we have 17 team members that all go out into the community and support a number of uh, small businesses and practices and organizations in town. Love that. Um, thanks for using CAS on the podcast. I don't think we've actually talked about client accounting services and what that means. So before we kind of dive off into the net tracker thing, what does that mean to you guys? How how does client accounting services play out for what you guys are offered to your clients? Sure. So a CAS practice is uh, essentially full service accounting services for operational uh, needs of a, of a small business, um, meaning AP, data entry, sales and use tax, running payroll. Um, filing all the annual payroll reports and things of that nature. But we also handle the um, financial close, financial analysis and review, sort of that outsourced controller CFO level that handles budgeting, KPI analysis, those types of things um, for our business owners. We really like to be in the trenches with our business owners to help work with them to understand their business more. We don't handle tax returns, though, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah. We did, I think one of our, uh, I think like the second podcast we did um, was about like, how should you pick an accountant? And does your accountant do what you think your accountant does, right? So that was a really fun and interesting one. Like, you know, CPAs have all different specialties. Some are doing tax, some are doing audit. So yeah, that was a real eye-opener for uh, for the folks that joined us for that one. It was kind of fun. Um what made you kind of look into NetTracker and decide that you wanted to jump in and start using NetTracker for your clients? Sure. Um, so I found NetTracker at the Scaling New Heights conference down in Orlando this year um, it, with COVID and, and just everything getting in the way. I was um, a few years out of date on attending a, a webinar or a conference rather on um, QuickBooks. So. I knew that there had been a lot of changes. Technology is always dynamic and always changing. So it was time to get down there and um, met Ash at the exhibit hall and really knew that this was an app that I needed to start integrating with my team. 
Awesome. And what was it about NetTracker that made you think, yeah, I, this is something that will be helpful to us? Yeah. So um, to the point of a financial close, which we do um, with our construction clients, we typically do a monthly close. Um, we've been heavily engaged in our Excel world and, you know, exporting reports out of QuickBooks and, and those types of things to try to generate the reports that we need. Um, when I evaluated Net Tracker, one of the things that I had been looking for was a fixed asset management software because I, I always hated my team and I rolling over a year and rebalancing the accumulated depreciation on the schedule in Excel. And, and the icing on the cake was that NetTracker did more than just the asset register, which was also the prepaid schedules and, and evaluating all of those different reports that we can use as our source documents uh, to back up our financial close um, as a deliverable for our clients. So it wasn't always this spreadsheet, spreadsheet schedule. I'm having a little trouble talking here um, that we would deliver with our closed packet. So one of the things that we provide is the balance sheet reconciliation for every single account with the proof of all of the information that supports that documentation. So if there is a prepaid um, expense or, or sorry, yeah, prepaid expense um, as a deposit or accrued payroll liabilities and things of that nature, we now have an ability to make that more refined with a, a with a really professional presentable schedule um, that also with with you uh, utilizing a QuickBooks online program have those automated entries that just populate into the system automatically. Um, so time saving is is absolutely spot on. What Ash alluded to earlier um, in that just managing an Excel schedule for depreciation is already going to pay for itself on the subscription to not have to manage that manually um, year by year. Yeah. You can already see it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, that was actually probably going to be my next question. So let's kind of dig in there because my next question was like, what's the number one thing that you guys are seeing? So time savings, as Ash had already alluded to, um, is huge. And I think, again, this podcast being like construction junction <laughs> or accounting construction kind of meet, um, the whole idea is accountants are listening to this. Like we want to find those little ways where we can say to our team, okay, I need this done at the end of every month or at the end of every year, but we're also always looking for the tools that can help them to accomplish that in a time-saving way because we want to be able to scale and grow. Right. And so without those time savings, you're always going to hit that ceiling and hit the ceiling of what your team's able to accomplish because they're only humans and they only have so many hours in the day. So being able to save that time, I think, is a huge benefit. You're right, uh, Tanya. What I want to add to that is not only is it saving time, but it's also adding scalability. Um, my, my closing team is now able to add more capacity for financial closes by having some of these things just automated and done without having to constantly manage an Excel spreadsheet. So really looking forward to seeing the, the enhancement of increased capacity as well, which which is great for a CAS practice to be able to add more clients, which we're always seeming to be like a closed practice because there's so much demand and we can't really accommodate as much as we need to. Um, so it's all about saving time and improving that efficiency. 
Yeah, 100%. And I think also because of um, what you talked about, and I want to kind of bring Ash in on this discussion, there's that, because we didn't really touch on it in the last segment, there's the ability to integrate it directly with QuickBooks Online. Um, so you're automating some of the entries. How does that um, sync work between online and NetTracker, Ash? So when you set up um, NetTracker right at the beginning, um, of, like any app, you select what, uh, file you want to uh, connect to and you uh, accept everything that pops up on the screen pretty much and then it takes you through a little setup wizard starting with you know just double check you've got the right company so the company name is coming through um, your uh, currency that's in use uh, your financial year so you just check some of these initial uh, settings so that's the, the really the sort of step one of your integration. You, you know, we work, work through and we uh, you know select your depreciation rules and your asset groups. Now we need to map our asset groups like uh, motor vehicles, plant and machinery uh, to the different categories we use in QuickBooks Online. So we at that point we'll say okay we've got these asset groups. What account categories am I using in QuickBooks Online? For my purchases, for my depreciation journals, what accounts do I use when I dispose of an asset? Could be the same ones. Uh, again, so we we make those selections, and then we sort of pretty much have done the basics of, of the settings uh, in a nutshell. I and mean, there's other settings, but they they're the key ones. Just making sure that we've got the right account categories mapped to the right asset groups. We're going to say something, Tonya. I just wanted to point out something I think is brilliant about this and something that I've always loved about integrating QuickBooks Online with outside apps and being able to use them as sort of our sub-ledgers, right? I love that um, rather than, which I've seen some um, business owners try to do as well, rather than creating a fixed asset account for every single individual fixed asset, which is why we did away with that and we're using Excel anyway, right? We have the ability within NetTracker to create vehicles or um, you know, farm equipment, whatever those individual categories are. And so, again, we're pushing the correct data and dollars over, but in net trackers where we're actually tracking each individual asset. And so that's our schedule. That's like this living, breathing thing. Whereas in Excel, it's very manual. I have to manually do things every month to make that Excel file move forward. Whereas in net trackers doing all of that for me. So I still don't have to have a single separate account for every fixed asset to see it clearly or to do anything automated in QuickBooks Online, NetTracker is going to do that for me. And I sort of have this living, breathing schedule out there. Yeah, that's right. In fact, I had a support question uh, come over a week or so ago. They were in the middle, uh, a lady was in the middle of setting up at NetTracker and she said, oh, I'm setting up uh, my asset register for farm vehicles. Um, but in QuickBooks, I have an account for every different tractor that I've purchased. I said, no, 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 you can't do that because that means you'd have to have an asset group for every different one to map them across. I said, you need to go back into QuickBooks. Uh, you need to merge all of those accounts together so that all recategorize and put them all into one uh, because all of those separate assets are just going to be in there. That otherwise you're going to hand, end up with a balance sheet which runs over about twenty pages when you only probably need two. And yeah. she said, uh, and she came and said, "Oh, thank you so much. That's, I get it now. 
And I, yeah, that is, that's, that's the whole idea is to simplify your reporting in your accounts package because that, you know, that detailed stuff is, you know, that's what, that's what we're holding. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I said that's one of the reasons why I've long been a proponent of bringing on great, valuable apps like NetTracker and pairing them with QuickBooks Online. So we leave QuickBooks Online just to do its job, which is to keep very nice, clean, pretty, as I call them, financials that we can hand to the bank. And we still have that sub-ledger living out in NetTracker. If they want to see the schedule, we can bring that over. But but when I hand the bank the financials, they're very accurate and clear. Then I have to read down through 20 pages of different tractors to figure out the total amount of our fixed assets. Um, Dave, back to you. What other, you know, have you like fully explored NetTracker? Are you guys using all of it yet? Or are there some pieces and aspects of it you guys haven't really been able to dive into yet? Um, we have, uh, we are utilizing the fixed asset um, register and we have started working some of the accrual and prepayment processes. Um, so I would say that, um, Ash, you know sort of where we're at, but am I missing something from the prepaid or deferred income side that maybe we should talk to in this um, series here? Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're quite uh, quite new, sort of getting some of those areas set up, Dave. So, with, so at the moment, with regards to like the fixed assets uh, side, if you put a transaction in, um, it'll pick up the asset, put it on the asset register. With your prepaid, um, so that's well, slightly, or it can be slightly manual. So if you've got one prepayment, um, it won't sort of pick up a transaction um, at the moment. So now we design NetTracker from the prepay side with the sort of assumption, like many people do in the UK, is that they've just posted something directly to the profit and loss. So they've put the insurance for the 12 months directly into the P&L. Now what we have been told um, by some users is that they actually will put that bill on directly to the prepay account because they know that it's 12 months worth of prepay and they want to put it on there. So one of our um, sort of to-do lists is to actually also into so uh, our prepay is to actually have prepaid transactions coming through as well so that we could choose to you know add them create a prepay from a transaction like we can an asset uh, if a company has a lot of prepays that go through on any given period then there is the ability of downloading a template like we can with our fixed assets so we can download an excel file that says you know enter your prepayments on on this file so you could have 20 or so on there uh, and import them because that can actually be quicker um well it can be a lot quicker uh, to do that there um and the same with your deferred income so if you had over a period of time raised 100 invoices if you wanted to show all of those invoices as, as a separate line item in net tracker then to create a hundred deferred income adjustments would take a little while but if you were to use the import template it won't take any time at all really it'll take you a few minutes to just put them in there and get them imported yeah, i want to talk to the import template a little bit as well um because we don't have all of our construction clients in qbo we're still heavy enterprise users for our construction client base as well. Um, some of the experience I ran into um, uploading the fixed asset schedule for a construction company that has a couple hundred 
um, items of heavy equipment and things of that nature. Um, the Excel interface is really pretty self-explanatory. Um, being able to utilize that Excel spreadsheet to import it instead of manually adding them one by one um, through the UI of the web browser really add a, a lot of time saving. So it, it worked really well for the import. Thank you for adding that, Dave. That's something good to know. I was going to ask Ash something about that just uh, on a personal note. But before I ask this other question, uh, speak to then how is your team handling if you're using this with enterprise um, or desktop? Um, you know, one of the things that we had talked about previously is online is going to automatically post those entries for you. So how does your team utilize NetTracker to make sure that those entries are posting back into the desktop product? Yeah, so there is a really great schedule in the dashboard of the asset module that gives me a month-to-month -month total depreciation for each piece of equipment and then um, totals it up for the amount that we need to book monthly. So we still, of course, will manually book that into the system, but it does give you the answers, which is great. <laughs> Perfect. So you guys are basically just opening NetTracker and seeing what needs to be posted that month and making those entries. Right. Yeah. What you can also do is the, the, the depreciation forecast um, for yes. all of the assets can also be downloaded into Excel. So if you were to download the forecast into Excel and uh, then just subtotal that by asset group, you will have a month-by-month -month depreciation charge, which you can use to create your journal entries because all the info will be there. So I want to come back around to the import, Ash. I think you and I have chatted about this before, but just to kind of give users an idea of another use case for that. So we have a client um, that's in the plumbing space that has recently decided that it'd be a great idea to sell like annual memberships. And I do, I think it's a fantastic idea for them to sell these annual memberships where they're kind of getting, um, you know, they're being paid annually and then they'll service, come out, just like do some inspections and things throughout the year but they want to be able to recognize revenue again across the year. So the great part about, I think what you're saying with that import is whenever they're creating those invoices that are going to be for that deferred revenue, they could import a batch all at once to get that into the proper schedule. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly right. Depending on what they want to see in NetTracker, um, as I've sort of advised people before, is they've got really a couple of options. They might sort of look at their sales reports and say, okay, well, I know for the month of January, I've got £150,000 or $100,000, I should say, $100,000 worth of um, uh, annual subscription income that was, you know, created in January. Uh, now, I could either... You know, if, I, if I've got the detailed invoices, I could, you know, in, you know, export those invoices, you know, into a, a report and import those. So it could be sort of, I don't know, let's say 30 or 40 different customer invoices. Or you might say, OK, well, I'll just take the one value, you know, January annual subscriptions. And so that, that just depends what people would want to see on their report. So they, do they want to see a summary or do they want to see detail? Maybe, you know. They might want to see detail, um, depending on the volume. If we've got thousands and thousands of customers, it might be too much. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Dave, uh, just to kind of flesh that out, because I know you've got a lot of experience in this area, why do you think it would be important for one of your clients in that situation to kind of be able to see that deferred revenue across the year instead of just, hey, we made $100,000 in January? Well, yeah. So it's all about accurate financials. and. 
the timing of when you have a prepayment, when it covers a date range, needs to be addressed for the correct periods. And to recognize everything in one month is inadequate for a number of different reasons as it pertains to certain KPIs and ratios that a bank will look at for um, your race, you know, for your asset turnover and um, all of those different types of things for debt to equity and and those analyses that are determined to evaluate financing and uh, loanability for a business owner. Um, additionally, from the business owner that is getting ready to sell, um, to acknowledge that you have some live some assets on your books that really reflect a prepayment for things that they're not going to have to deal with in six months. Those are important um, tools to have disclosed for the sale of a business as well um, to, to know where the business really truly lies on a profitability standpoint. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, CAS firms like yourself have really to offer to those smaller business owners is to help them think things through that they don't necessarily take the time to think through on their own. I think that they're plenty capable of doing it and smart enough It's that they're very busy working in their business. And so it's helpful to have that outside expert saying, hey, if you're looking at going to the bank to get a loan or line of credit within the next few years, let's make sure that your books are bank ready so that when we walk through the door, that they're not going to have too many questions and be able to get that funding when we need it. That's right. And uh, having that consistent process for a financial close and and looking at these different schedules that NetTracker does offer for you with the prepayments and accruals and, and even the depreciation, for example, even assessing a salvage value um, and residual asset um, totals really make a big difference in those ratios that banks look at um, to the point of if you're tr- tying everything out to the CPA or tax repairs return, not having your assets with a real value of a sal- even a salvage value really changes uh, how the um, business looks on paper. So it's important to, to have that book to tax difference and really make sure that you're letting the business shine as much as possible with, with what they're worth. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, Ash, Dave, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Ash, if people want to find out more about NetTracker, where can they go to do that? Well, the best place to go, Tonya, would be our website. So that's www.net, and that's net with two T's, N-E-T-T dash tracker.com. So www.net dash tracker.com, and that's net with two T's. Thank you so much. And Dave, for folks that are listening in Colorado, what's the name of your business again? So my business is CF and O, which stands for Cash Flow and Operations. Oh, absolutely love it. CF and O. So wonderful. Thank you guys both so much for joining me. Hope that you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com.